I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's Patrick, and I play Ezra the Golem. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brew Force. Fine patrons, welcome to the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwhistle, and let me just say, I'm a little annoyed um, with the, the law enforcement of this fine town. Okay, I'm going to put it all out of the line right now. I felt I was um, unjustly uh, treated today. Um, as you all saw, I was once again out in the town square, um, in the stocks, uh, receiving uh, the standard uh, vegetable shampoo as people threw uh, v- various rotten vegetables at my face and hair. But why, you may ask, why, Jasper, were you subject to such torment a second time? Was this sentence not already carried out against you not two weeks ago? As restitution for a crime against which there was nary a shred of evidence you had ever committed, and of which many legal experts in the area claim is not even a law technically on the books of this kingdom. Well, I, I asked the exact same questions. Why? Why was I to be subject to such torment a second time? And according uh, to the constable, it all goes back to my actions two weeks before when I absconded from the stocks early, they say. I was released from the stocks at 4.45, okay? Now, I was due to serve punishment until five o'clock sharpish, but, you know, around comes the, 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 the guy and he says, okay, you know, time's up, you know, <laughs> let's get you out of there. Um, so he undoes the stocks. I said, well, uh, you know, hey, a little bit ahead of schedule. He says, ah, oh, you know, I've got something to get to, you know, just uh, hang out for about 15 minutes and then, you know, be on your way. Um, so I didn't think he was serious. You know, he walked on down the street. Um, I wasn't gonna, you know, stand there with my head in the stock unlocked uh, for the next 15 minutes. So, you know, I hung around for maybe five, 10, um, you know, at least three. And then uh, sure enough, popped off uh, down the street to get my hair washed. And, you know, I had a show that evening. Um, it had been uh, it had been pushed back a couple of times already. You know, you, you, go, you folks were right, waiting, right? And ready to go. You needed to hear more of the story. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I didn't feel like I could be held accountable for that, but, you know, the law enforcement in this town, well, <laughs> they beg to disagree. Um, so there I was spending another full day in stocks, just because of, uh, it could, could have been 12 minutes at that time. And the jailer fellow, you know, he let me out early, you know, and does the... the is there any payback there? You know, is that that guy paying back the taxes? You know that you're all contributing to his his salary, so he can you know pop off down uh, for a, for an appointment. You know, ten or fifteen minutes early. No, of course not. You know, but oh yes, yeah, totally unfair because I didn't stand there for another ten minutes with my head in the stocks. It's disappointing more than anything. 
because the crowd was so much larger this time, you know. I think that after hearing about the whole incident last week, it almost felt like there were more people. They'd been saving up their fruits and vegetables, mostly vegetables. This time, the occasional fruit would have been quite nice, actually. Maybe, uh, you know, broken off the smell of rancid okra. <laughs> you know, I'll take a sour apple every once in a while. But no, you know, more people this time. Far, far more. Like you were waiting, like each and every one of you were waiting to place a rotted pumpkin upon my head and call me Pumpkin Head Jasper. She's just hurtful. But I am, as always, a consummate professional. And I, even though I see so many faces before me, who I saw out in those streets in that square, do you think I do not remember? Philip Granger, do you not think I remember you, Philip? I do. I will never forget when you took that sprig of broccoli and put it in my ear and said, hey, look, it's broccoli ear. Wah, 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 wah. It's not funny, it's hurtful. Okay. Well, yeah, perhaps it's an issue of respect, I guess, you know. A lot of places I come from, you know, the people, they respect a storyteller, you know. That is somebody steeped in the oral traditions, who, who, who knows the history of heroes, who traveled in the stead of heroes, who speaks the truth of ages. These were men that were respected but apparently that's too much for the town of Murkheim, so fine. I, you know, interesting timing. You respect nothing but blood and ferocity. So you will hear a little of blood and ferocity today. And perhaps after today's part of the story, you may grow to respect my capabilities far more than you do right now. When we last left off, the brute force was riding on an airship. I'll just say that much on the way to the Snowbroth Valley in search of a Garion. As they have a tendency to do, they got a little separated, and by all accounts, uh, Ezra was apparently thrown overboard, uh, believed to be a plant. Well, there's much more to tell of that side of the story, and so we begin there with a resting golem. Ezra... Mm -hmm. Why don't you roll a notice? Alright. I forgot to have my dice roller up. Did you also forget your character sheet? No, that's up. And my notice is like zero, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fat lot of nothing. Hey! I rolled one negative and three positives, though, so two overall, so that's good. That's good. Okay, you managed to wake up. In the midst of being shoved overboard. Uh, not quick enough, mind you, to prevent yourself from being shoved overboard. Uh, so you are currently falling off of an airship. This is not an ideal situation. Oh, I should have stayed a tree. Oh, no. And so I roll over. I was, maybe if I just, maybe if I don't look at it, it will be, maybe this is, a, I'm in a dream within a dream. Like Christoph Norlin, uh, you know, the play he came and did with the Inceptions. That, that, that's what's happening. I'm going to roll on my back and not look at the ground. So I roll, <laughs> I roll over on my back and stare up at the airship. Uh, All right. So you see the airship drifting further and further away from you. 
you're thinking to yourself, like, man, that thing's going to go for a while because, like, airships fly pretty high. Uh, you've seen them in flight before. Yeah. And so you are, you're giving yourself, like, that kind of mental countdown of, like, you know, you, I probably got maybe 30 to 40 seconds before I'm going to impact the ground. And as soon as you kind of think that, you hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you probably uh, that this thing is flying a little bit lower uh, than it should have been. But you hit the ground full force and immediately sink deep into it and fall uh, basically through the ground into a giant cavernous opening uh, in the earth. Oh, God. Oh, that's 9.81 meters a second times my mass. Oh, that's how I got through the crust. Oh, oh, everything's pie. Everything's pie. My spine is broken. I'm in a cavern. Oh, Oh! <laughs> um, excuse me, excuse me, you're on the king. Get out of the, get off of him, please. I'm gonna need you to, to roll me. Look around, look for a stalag, uh, stalagmite. Those are the ones from the floor, and use it to form some sort of lever system. My spine seems to be broken. I can't feel my legs. I can't feel, I can't feel, what? I can't feel my legs! So you hear some scurrying and chittering around you as uh, you are kind of like something's wedged underneath you and you are rolled over onto your stomach. Now I'm face down. Now you're face down. I, uh, earth. I'm face down and uh, I do like a thumbs up. I bring it like straight up and then just rotate. So my thumbs up and uh, but, you know, my face is still in the ground. So I'm just all like. So I say, well, 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 Matt. Um, did did you say what your name was? So, uh, th- thing from the the sky. So I roll my head over. Hey, uh, name's Ezra. So I was saying earlier how I came into your cave at nine point eight one meters per second times my mass. Right through the crust. And then I was making, you know, I laughed because uh, pies have got crust. And you, you may not know this about me, but I'm going to go ahead and share it. I love pie. All types of pie. Fruit pies, especially. The earth has a crust. I went through the crust, and now I'm te- technically the meat filling of the earth pie. You know what I mean? So uh, from the from the darkness, you hear some chittering, and then you hear uh, a bold voice proclaiming, Friends, friends, this man needs a pie. Bring him a pie. This is Ezra, friend of all stouts. Welcome to the stout kingdom. Holy shit, I found it. Oh, oh, I found it again. They told me. I told, I told Mort. I said, you got to be a friend of the stouts. And then I told Lola. And Lola was like, oh, what's a stout? And I was like, it's a, it's, a, it's a type of weasel creature that's very nimble. And I saved one one time. And he said, you know, I'll remember this forever. And they thought I was making it up. Because, you know, truth be told, I make up 90% of the stuff I tell them. But this one was true. The stones are real, and I'm here. Yes, indeed, Ezra. Have several pies. And honestly, I like the new skylight. It's not bad. Yeah, it'll be, I've been th- it'll be great. I've been meaning to put a new new entrance location right there. Maybe, maybe though, we can... We can, we can fashion some sort of, like, screen system to keep predators out. We want to keep you guys safe, you know? Mm. Make sure things don't come on in. Come come in. And Ezra's doing, like, a 
He sat up now because his back was completely fine. Yeah. Oh, my legs work! <laughs> yeah, honestly, it wasn't that bad. Like, the fall was not as far as you feel like it probably should have been. So that, that airship was flying pretty low when it dropped when they dropped you off. And the fact that the ground gave way underneath you, and it was kind of a little bit soggy uh, ground in and of itself, really helped uh, cushion the fall. Uh, one thing you do realize, though, is that if you have refound the Stoat Kingdom, that means that you are currently in the kingdom of, uh, what is it, Ferrith? Which is kind of where you're from. Man, it's been a long time since I've been in Ferrith, my dudes. This is great. Is old, hey, is old Tom, Tom Delaney, is he still around? Old, old Stoat, old Tom Delaney the Stoat, you remember him? Oh, yeah, Stoat, Stoat, Stoat Tom Delaney, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he, he got eaten by a coyote, um, last week. It's, um. Wait, last still week? still kind of getting over it. I was only a week away from seeing my old pal Tom. <laughs> Oh man! You know I'm doing that thing where instead of instead of crying, I'm laughing a lot because I don't know how to process his emotion. But this we we do that a lot. That's a that's a tradition with the stouts. Yeah, it's a, this is terrible news. This is truly this is truly terrible news. Ah, uh, yeah, no, it's bad. It's bad all around. Um, the coyotes have been something something terrible lately. Honestly, it's um it's been it's been about the worst coyote situation we've had uh in in uh, my entire reign which you know goes on upwards of three years yeah i'm sorry tom tom had mentioned the stoke king and the stoke kingdom but i also maybe thought tom was lying to me i'm sorry uh your majesty what what's your name i just referred to you as the stoke king oh no problem i am king stoke fester (laughs) dope very cool very cool and on brand for a stoke which i like Oh, I, I never thought of that. You're right. <laughs> Ezra gets extremely serious. He's like, which directions have the coyotes been coming from? Can you show me your points of entry? East, south, north, and west here. And now we have to have the new skylight portion. Uh, yeah, well, mostly it's on our excursions. You know, if we go up and, you know, try to look around, we have a tendency to, to do a lot of looking around up there. Um, that's when we, we tend to get ambushed. We don't have a lot of entrance and exit points um, that, that a coyote can fit in. Um, there's the, I mean, the big one down, down at the edge of the cave that we don't really, we don't go down that one too awful much. It's, uh, it's kind of, kind of spooky down there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. I'm at a, sometimes though, things that are spooky can be not like I have a friend who's a skeleton and most people would be like, whoa, but he's the best guy I know. He's only got nine toes. We call him old nine toes. We don't, we don't call him that. I made that up. I just want you guys to like me. I thought it was a cool thing to say I have a friend that has a nickname. Uh, you want me to help you kill all the coyotes? I can, I will 100% kill every coyote for you. Oh, you know, it's a circle of life. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's going to happen. So don't feel like you're, you're indebted to, to, to fix that situation for we We're just happy to see you, man. It's just nice to see you. We've heard so many great stories about, about Ezra, friend of Stoats, and, um, Oh, you know, it's it's great. Yeah, man, I'm a big, big stoat we've ambassador. Been you doing, we've been hearing you doing great things out there in the, in the hearing world. I mean, I try, and I do it all in the name of the Stoat King, because, you know, what Tom told me about the stoats is like, uh, 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 if you see a stoat in need, you know, you gotta be a friend. That's what he said. I was like, I thought there was gonna be a rhyme with that, uh, Tom, and he was like, no, we don't, we don't really... Fuck around with rhymes too much. Yeah, we don't really get down on rhymes that much down here. It's, it's more of a bow weevil thing. And he's like, we're yeah. not, you know, 
same, you know. So I was like, oh, I get it. So just be be a good be a good person. And he's like, yes, be a good stoat. And then he mm. touched me right in my squawk box. He's like, always be a good stoat. And so ever since, that's been kind of uh, what I've tried to do. I got pretty between you and me, Stoatvester King. I got pretty mixed up there. There was a there was a tent, with a lot of blood in it, and uh, had some people leave me. Ruth died. I don't know if Tom Stoat Tom Delaney told you about Ruth, but oh yeah, he, he he talked a lot about Ruth. He was a big fan of her. Yeah, she's super dead. Um, you know, so that's a bummer. Uh, my best friend's a skeleton, which reminds me every single day about death. And how it is inevitable. And you can't cheat it. Uh, and maybe you'll be reanimated as a skeleton. But then you will have to serve an unending quest. Because you can never rest. So that's not fun. And uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. Not been super great. But now I'm here with Stout Vester. I'm just going to live here forever. We can just, you know, I can help with any sort of odd job. I can, you know grind up acorns into a paste. I feel like there's an acorn paste situation. Uh, we can do it all. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, so that's, that all sounds, that sounds great, but, um, you know, we, we don't really build the tunnels golem sized or anything down here. Um, you know what? So, you know what? Ezra says, and he, he stands up and immediately like puts his head and creates another hole. Suspect it. <laughs> You know what? You're right. Sitting position. I've got an idea for you. I uh, made friends with uh, 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 a sexy man who lives in a tree who taught me the ways of the woods. His name was Moon Kaivin. And he knew all about whittling and rope making and pea buckets. He had a friend named Jam Tooth, another great friend of mine who was stolen too soon. Uh, uh, so what I could do... Oh, man. Listen. Stovester, we're brainstorming. I can live up above and build a house in the trees. And we can just visit and be like neighbors. And then when you go on your patrols, I can be vigilant for the for the coyotes. And then you can grow and prosper. And I can, uh, you know, have a reason to live and someone to serve. Um, what, what did you say your friend's name was? The one taken too soon, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, Jam Tooth. Did he sing a lot? Yeah, he had a lot of songs. Anything about gods in in the ground or? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, they're gonna come and they'll they'll hold you down while they seduce your wife, and you'll be like, don't do that, but your wife will be into it because you haven't done anything romantic in like seven years. Why don't you tell me you love me anymore? Could we go out for dinner? It'd be nice if you put forth some effort. And then they do it, and they make you watch, and it's not fun, and you cry, and you cry, and you call a divorce attorney. But, wait, she's been one step ahead, she's been saving your text messages, and you've been kind of rude, so she's suing, and she's getting bought, so she's gonna get half of your stuff, cause Ferris is a 50-50 kingdom, and you tried to have a couple kids, cause you thought that might save your marriages, but... It turns out, kids. <laughs> Only complicate your marriage. The gods underground are gonna steal your wife. Um, that must be the extended cut, but um, that's uh, that's roughly, roughly what we've been hearing from this from the spooky cave down down that 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 away. 
the one we don't we don't go to that one though. Wait, you've heard you've been here, hearing the song, or you've been hearing the 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 the, the sex, the the gods stealing wives. Uh, it's been specifically the the song about the gods in the ground, and oh, my name Jamtooth. What it's gods in the ground? Oh, pea bucket, things of that nature, uh, which sounds pretty similar to what you've said. I don't know if there's a lot of jam teeth in this world. As I just first off, you guys' faces during that was uh, pretty. <laughs> pretty. <laughs> I was like, "How long is this going?" Because it's good. <laughs> pretty incredible. Disclaimer: My relationship's great. I don't want anyone <laughs> listening <laughs> to think that's my cry for help. My wife and I are doing great. My baby's about to turn one. Everything's good. Uh, uh, so I, Ezra, completely like prostrates himself, and he's like, in a very Wayne's world, you're not worthy type of way. He's like, "Oh, your highness." I will once again be forever indebted to the stoats the way that stoat Tom Delaney dribbled the morning dew into my mouth to keep me uh, alive. Once again, I will be in your debt if you can take me to the spooky entrance to the cave so that I can investigate the song. Um, uh, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not much of a, of a brave stoat, but uh, we do have brave stoats, so I will, uh, I will... Uh, get together a party of brave stoats to head you down to the, the western edge of our, our great kingdom. Excellent. But for tonight, we pie. And uh, he does a clap. And there's a great festival scene. And it's super, super like a Brian Jacques ass scene from like the third act of every Redwall book where there's a banquet. And where there's mm. definitely plum wine and yeah. scones. Yeah. And Ezra's taking a piece of grass because he can play like, you know, people are like with grass, but he can Mm -hmm. do different notes with it somehow because the grass here is crazy. And there's a stoat freaking playing the bongos. I want a stoat playing a washboard. Absolutely. Like a jug band of stoats. Yeah. And what do the stoats sing? Um, They are just, they're following, they're following Ezra's lead. Oh, boo. This is all news to them. (laughs) All right. Well. Their songs, and they uh, they all sleep in a big old pile. Now, of course, at this time, far overhead, a raucous rabbit ruckus was ready to arise. With Ezra elsewhere, and Lola otherwise occupied speaking with the captain, it fell to Mort and to myself to give those hazardous hairs the heave ho. I'm actually trying to work on my alliteration these days. I'm, you know, trying a few new things out for the job. All right, anyway, here's, the, here's that part of the story. So, Mort, uh, you are standing in the uh, the hold of the airship. Uh, before you has emerged uh, the massive, uh, eight-foot-tall, barrel-chested uh, bunny beast. <gasps> The, uh, the, the, you have Zippy Calhoun hiding slightly behind you. You have Jasper Spitwistle covered in bunny blood, shirtless, brandishing your sword, uh, to your side. And the bunny beast is charging down on you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Roll initiative. That's facing that description. was <laughs> Nothing. All right, so order of initiative is going to be first uh, the bunny beast, uh, then uh, it will be Jasper, then Mort, then the bunny pile, and then Zippy Calhoun. 
Like the bunny fucking part zippy was gonna go as well, but there's still little fluffy bunnies. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried about that. Yep. Famous last words. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, so they may or may not do anything. They have the potential. I will just say they have the potential to do anything if anyone is too close to the bunny pile. So they do have an initiative. They have a place in initiative order. But besides expand and potentially spawn more bunny beasts, there's not a whole lot else they're going to be there's... doing in there. Possibility of multiple bunny beasts. I thought like each well, I mean, pile would produce. Mort would not know that. I guess one bunny beast. That's a pretty bold assumption when these things uh, are multiply at ad nauseum at will. Okay, uh, so the bunny beast is charging at you. Just to give a, a, a vague description of the bunny beast, like I said, it's eight feet tall. It is vaguely bipedal. Um, and so it, it looks kind of like almost like a mixture between a, a gorilla and a, and a bunny. Uh, it is very kind of sloped forward, walking on its knuckles. I'm thinking of like the the rat ogre from like Vermintide, but a bunny version. Yeah. Very, very, very good connection because that's very similar to what I had in mind for this. Um, so it is charging at you, uh, and it is going to try to uh, claw and bite you, kind of simultaneously. Uh, so you're going to need to you're going to need to roll a oh, a defense on this one. I will roll athletics to jump backwards out of the way. Uh, that's one. Uh, yeah. So it, it hits you good. You're going to take two stress on this. So this uh, this giant bunny beast barrels out of this pile of bunnies uh charges straight at mort uh and pounces upon you and sinks its two uh protruding uh front teeth into uh i don't know there's not a lot of places to stick teeth into in a skeleton we'll say it uh, into his it, uh, bones yeah, I mean, it's nothing but bones, right? So we're going to say it should, it goes straight for your rib cage and uh, takes a chomp out of a rib. Um, and it scratches your bones pretty deeply to the point where you mo- you might almost see uh, some marrow, you know, presuming you still had that this far into your undeath. Anyway, yeah, you're taking two stress. Yeah, okay. And you have a bunny right on your shit. Uh, so that switches over to Jasper. Jasper, help, please. Uh, Jasper is uh, just acting on reaction at this point and just almost absentmindedly swings his sword at this thing, uh, more in defense of himself than in trying to help you in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but he has been uh, swipping, swishing this thing around uh, amid, the, amid the bunny pile pretty regularly. So he has gotten a little better at it. It doesn't slip out of his hands. Let's see, he does not earn any successes on that attack, but let's see what the bunny does. Uh, the bunny takes the neg one. So that is one stress. So he does manage to connect with the bunny. We'll say it's just kind of grazes one of its ears uh, and takes a little nick out of one of the bunny ears. The bunny roars and turns in Jasper's direction. But he has kind of distracted it for the moment, and the bunny has taken one stress box. It is Mort's turn. Okay, Mort is going to grab an arrow, and when the bunny beast roars, he's going to stick it in his throat, in his mouth, like, vertically. Kind of like a Luke with a wrangler mm. type thing. Nice. Got it. And, like, try and, like, jam his mouth open, or skewer it through the top of his head if he closes it, or something like that. Okay. That's going to be a melee. That's two. 
All right, so you tell me how this works out because you do another stress on this uh, this bunny. So, um, oh yeah, I don't know the the bite pressure of this bunny. So, I think um, I would jam it in, and the bunny would like probably bite down on it. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably quite a powerful bite, so the arrow kind of like splinters, but the top part of the arrow like goes up through his mouth and like protrudes out of his top of his snout <laughs> yeah that sounds right right into the right into the snout all right uh so then it is it's the bunny pile's turn the bunny pile is going to the pile vacillates wildly and you hear a, a chittering sound but that is all the the pile does at this moment how big is the pile at the moment I assume it's significantly smaller than it was before the beast erupted. When the beast erupted, it kind of receded in on itself. But as it vacillates and kind of like ripples across, uh, you see that it grows pretty quickly to the point where it is almost as large as it was when the first one sprung out. Yikes. Yeah, see, it did vacillate and chitter just before that one popped up. So... That's worrying. Just to l- just let you know the understand the mechanics. I'm I'm making a roll to generate a new one of these things, and the bunny pile rolled very well. Um. So, all right. Uh. It is Zippy Calhoun's turn. Uh. Zippy Calhoun is just gonna huck a piece of luggage at this bunny beast, and he grabs a piece of leather luggage. You know, grabs it by the handle, spins it around, trying to do a hammer throw at this thing, uh, but it sails wide. Uh, he is uh, obviously not on his A game of uh, luggage hurling. I uh, shout to him, uh, Zippy, Zippy, go, go and alert the captain, get get some help down here. We're going to need a lot more hands to deal with this, I think. Oi, <laughs> you got it, buddy. I, I'll, be ri- I'll be right back with all the help we can get, all right? And he runs off. Pretty dude, come back. He is gone. All right, back to the top of the round. Bunny Beast, you have uh, basically uh, impeded its ability to chomp you because you have connected the roof of its mouth to the floor of its mouth. Uh, But that does not prevent it from trying to bear hug you and crack your uh, spine and all that great stuff. So that's what it would do if it wasn't currently pissed off at Jasper. Uh, so it is going to try to pounce on Jasper. Ooh, it does not do well. Let's see how well Jasper defends, though. Jasper manages to defend. So I don't know how he does it. This this giant bunny uh, attempts to pounce on Jasper, maybe because he's coated in all of this bunny blood that he's just a little bit slick and this, uh, this beast can't get a good grip on him because he just slithers out and uh, kind of takes a few steps back. Oh, my word. It's it. That thing nearly got me. We got to take it down quick. Uh, I I think that that's the plan. Um, and I'm going to do it like this. And It's Jasper's turn. <laughs> and, and I'll see what you do first. Then I'll decide what I'm going to do. Uh, so Jasper's going to take another swing at this thing. And uh, so he does like a spinning attack where he's like spinning the sword around him and like doing like a 360 type of routine which like you've tried something like that the second time you ever held a sword and thought that this was going to work really well uh and so you see it coming before he does it that this is not going to go well for him 
so he tries to do this, but the windup is just way too big. This beast, as though, you know, even though it is hurt, is still preternaturally just very agile. And it ducks right under this wild uh, slash that uh, Jasper throws across where his, his torso was just a second before as it, like, drops low to the ground and then goes back on its haunches ready to pounce again on Jasper. And it is your turn, Mort. Okay, so you see Mort fiddling around with his uh, double bow thing, like adjusting angles and stuff. And then I'm going to use a fake point to use my cooled shot ability. Combined with my double bow, I'm going to shoot two arrows, one in each eye. Okay. So... I, I can't wait to see what happens here. That is two on the first and one on the second okay all right so the arrows come come screaming at this uh this bunny beast and it tracks one of them really well and like just adeptly swings to the side of it uh, but it did not expect a second arrow to be coming out and the second arrow just plunges right between its eyes uh and drops this thing uh you have slain a bunny beast yeah. Um, okay, let's get bailing bunnies. Uh, and as soon as you say that, uh, the bunny pile just kind of ripples again and uh, parts like uh, the Red Sea as another one of these bunny beasts r- like emerges raging from the mass and charges at you again. Oh, you got to be kidding me. So it is going to, it's going to be at the end of the initiative order. Uh, because it just bumped onto the stage. Uh, Zippy is no longer here, so it is Jasper's turn. Uh, Jasper looks at you more and just, like, he he obviously does not know what to do with this situation. He's like, what, what should I do? Should I go for the big thing, or should I start just trying to get rid of these bunnies? Uh, go for the big thing. If we take it down quickly, then we can both work on the bunnies. All right. <laughs> here we go. And he goes charging at uh, the... Uh, bunny beast. Oh, wow. Uh, so there's something to be said about, about the, uh, the raw strength of terror, uh, because Jasper charges at this thing and where you saw him flailing around with his sword before this time, he just brings it downward in an arc that meets this bunny beast as it emerges from the rest of these bunny pile. The the sword meets right where this bunny's neck meets its shoulder blade. And you hear a sickening crunch as it just, he buries the sword right into this bunny's neck. And the thing looks terrible. Uh, It is, it is on its last leg before it took its first leg. So he does, he does two stress to this thing. I mean, you've, you've killed one of these before. So you know that this thing is one stress box away from, from dying at this point. Uh, and it is your turn, Mort. I grab the sword from Jasper and finish it off by plunging it like further through the neck. Like finishing off Jasper's cut, as it were. Alright, go ahead. Roll that. Beautiful bean footage. Two. Uh, yeah, that's enough. So, why don't we say that like he's got that sword and he slices it down into this into this bunny beast and he's got a hold of it he can't quite pull it out and you run over there and just put both hands and just push with his hand through uh and you slice this thing clean in half all right uh you have a smaller bunny pile and you have no bunny beasts emerging from it i quickly empty a couple of the pieces of luggage 
um, and then use them to scoop up bunnies. I pass one to Jasper, and we scoop bunnies into them and throw them overboard. Okay, so with that system that you guys kind of you make up, you guys are able to handle this because you're continually moving bunnies away from the pile. That's going to prevent more of these things from spawning, and you're able to catch enough of a break to stem the tide for a while and then zippy brings a handful more people down right as you guys are starting to get worried that you're not going to be able to keep up with this pace and you can form your own little assembly line basically as you keep just shoveling these things right out uh, and before long you manage to completely rid Wait, before before we do that i whisper yep. to zippy like empty a few of those suitcases and, and put a couple of bunnies in in them not together Mind you, you know, separate. So you know, you know, payment, payment as promised. <laughs> you know, you're an all right guy. You know that, Mort. Oh, thank you. I, I'll get on that right. Well, right away. Yeah, uh, I got it. I, I got it. Yeah. And he, uh, he sneaks off with a couple of suitcases. And I turn to Jasper. I say, Jasper, I, I have to say, uh, in in the the thick of things, you were incredible. Just a great job. Absolutely superb. Oh. Oh. I, I, I must say, I have a little bit of training, you know, of course. You know, you can't be a bard out on, on the streets and not know how to handle the, the steel, if you know what I mean, earn your keep, right? So, um, but I appreciate it coming from, a, from an upright hero like you. Yes, you I do you, appreciate you've it. You've got a, a bright future in the old adventuring business, my friend. All right, and with that, you guys uh, managed to empty the last of these bunnies overboard. And you guys are high enough up that you feel pretty confident you have eradicated the bunny menace, aside from the handful that you have stored with, uh, with Zippy's luggage. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm terribly sorry. What is that? I'm so, I can't hear you over the sound of all that crow you're all eating right now. Did you hear the part where Mort said I had a great future in adventuring ahead of me? That's because he respected me, okay? And respected what I brought to the team. And I was damn good at what I did, and I still am. So next time I'm out there in the streets and you think, great time to stick broccoli in someone's ear. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just think about that moment. You think about me doing what needed to be done to save everyone. And you shove that broccoli right up your inconsiderate asshole. But anyway, a new day awaited for Ezra, or at least he assumed it did. You know, when you're underground with the stoats, it's kind of tough to tell, really, um, when the day changes over. Um, so he assumed it was a new day. But he was geared up, ready to go with some of the bravest stoats available to the edge of the stout kingdom to a place they called the Whispering Caverns where he sought the voice of a friend and perhaps redemption. Ezra, it's the morning of the next day. When you landed, it was the middle of the night. Uh, and so you had, you know, your big your big fiesta. Mm-hmm. The morning of the next day, uh, you are taken to the far outreaches of the Stoat Kingdom with a trusty band of four of the biggest, mus- most musliest stoats you've ever seen. And uh, they take you to, to an area of their caves. And obviously this was this was uncomfortable for most of the push through because you're not built to to fit in these 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 tunnels to the far edges where you you get a, a thin fog 
is kind of drifting in from this this cavernous area uh, beyond their uh, their tunnels. Uh, and one of the larger stoats looks up to you. Uh, yeah, so we don't really go down there anymore with the weird, creepy songs about dead gods and stuff. And stuff. Uh-huh. So, um, this is kind of where we say, "Hey, <laughs> good to know you." You know, uh, here's here it is. <laughs> sure. Um, what do you guys want to stand guard? I'll be back in like ten minutes. Uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll be right here. All right, my dude, what was your name? You sound like you sound like a, a, a Bezra, you know? We sound alike. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, uh, no, a lot of people, uh, ever since uh, ever since Tom came back with uh, some stories, they, they've been calling me, hey, you're the Ezra of Stoats. <laughs> classic, classic. Um, yeah, uh, my, name's, my name's Greg. Oh, cool, 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 cool. All right, Greg, well, uh, nice to meet you. You've been super cool. Um, I'll be, like I said, I'll be back in like 10 minutes, my dude. All right, man. Sounds good. And Ezra kind of crawls through the fog. Yeah, okay. So you crawl out, and in, in the cavern, the area that you've come out into, like, it's a pretty steep decline. You kind of slide down into this area, and it's like, it's pretty cold in here, and it's completely black. There's, there's, there's not even the hint of light to the point where, like, your eyes kind of start playing tricks on you. And you start seeing spots that don't actually exist. And you kind of see dancing lights in your vision. And very, very faint, very distant, uh, you can hear. As the voice is my mind. <laughs> as there is for all or kind. And they see the degas in the ground. Jabtooth. Jabtooth! Yo, what? Oi, Ezra, how, how's it going? Hey. I can't see anything. It's very dark and cold down here. I'm thinking maybe this is a mistake and this is a trick. You know, you, you remember how a lot of times I just do things and don't really think them through and then it usually makes things really bad and then Mort or Lola kind of fix it. They're not here. It's just me and it's dark. And Greg left me. Classic Greg. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's not good. Listen. It's good to talk to you. Um, I'm a little worried, you know, because the gods, grounds, all that stuff with deep, you know, not good. It's all right, man. I don't have a wife for them to steal, so <laughs> we're in the clear. We're in the clear there. And Ezra's oh, kind of like yeah, no. towards the, the later. Place. The later verses are very specific about them cutting off your head and drinking from it and things of that nature, which is never good. Hey, so did you die, or what's your deal, man? <laughs> like, uh... No, man, I just... I was up with the stoats, and we're in the stoat cave, and I met, uh, Stoat Vester, um, Greg. Now that I'm saying that, I realize that those are ridiculous names for stoats, and I'm pretty sure I made up Stoat Tom Delaney so that Mort would think I'm cool. Holy shit, I might be dead. Are you dead? Uh, Are we dead together? Oh, okay, shit. Okay, so, like, I'll tell you, I'm super dead, um, definitely, but you don't sound super dead. You sound like you're just kind of maybe a little weird with it, you know. How you been doing, man? You, de- I haven't talked to you in so long. Oh, man. Jim, between you and me, man, uh, when you sacrifice yourself for us or slash we're tricked, uh, we'll get into that here in a second. 
uh, I spiraled out of control real bad. Like, real, real bad. Uh, I was in a blood debt for a while. Um, and then I was just like, you know, really acting out. Uh, uh, you know, really messed up. Really, really dark place. Just kind of starting to dig my way out of it. And now, turns out I'm dead. Because I was kicked out of an airship and fell through the ground to the Stoke Kingdom. Which seems, again, not that I say it out loud, really improbable. Especially because I'm not sure if I made the Stoke Kingdom up or not. Like, I definitely have met Stoats. Uh, but I think, you know, I might have exaggerated the kingdom portion to my friends. But I mean, like, I have met and hung out with Stoats before. That is the true part. Um, so, yeah, what's up with you, man? You're dead. Uh, did you know or were you tricked? Uh, no, so I knew, I knew the situation. You know, this, you know, he had a curse, right? So... I, I knew, you know, but sometimes here's the thing, you know, like everything a tree, right? And life, life, life a tree, you know, and sometimes you the leaf and sometimes you can be the root. So I want to be root, you know, so yeah, I made some choices, but, you know, people have to do the right thing. And that guy that was in the, in the, in the job, he's not a good guy, you know, people hurting. So somebody had to do the right thing. Couple things to take away. One, you're way smarter than me. That's what we've learned. Two, just like Stoat Tom Delaney said, you see a Stoat in need, then you do it. You know, and that was you, man. All this time, and I'm still stumbling forward, like with my arms outstretched in this darkness, heading towards the voice. All this time, man, I thought you, you were tricked, and now I'm realizing you just you're the actual real hero, and me, I'm no hero, Mort. Possibly a hero. Lola could be a hero. Me, definitely not a hero. Uh, but I'm big. People like that. Sometimes I eat pie. But man, you should. I should. You should have been the one, and I could have been sacrificed. No, you got a lot to do. You got a lot to do. Listen, here's the thing. I tell you, you in when you in the ground, you get a lot of time to talk to the gods in the ground. And I tell you, they're not all not all scary, not all terrible. Not all bad. And they talk of you. And they talk of Mort. And they talk of Lola. And they say of things you need to do. So there's plenty for you to do. I feel like I should ask what they're telling you that I should do. But I also want to know if like you like it under the ground. Secondly, being dead, is everything as dark to you down here as it is to me? Or do you have like cool dead eyes where you can see? Because I got I to be on the jam too. I can't see anything, and I'm not even convinced this conversation's really happening. <laughs> that's funny. No, it's dark, but I mean, you see still, you know, you see it, it's dark. Everywhere it's dark, and, and you see. Yep. I know it. That's exactly what I was thinking, you know? When you see it, you got it in your, in your, in your, in your face. So, uh, what is it? If the gods tell you specifically? No, there's uh there's things you know you i'm not be in the ground forever i don't think they don't be in the ground forever and that'd be that'd be you you know it'll be okay but they didn't tell you like specifically what i'm supposed to do they just said i have thing things just 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 things and also stuff was it more things or more stuff i think it was 50 50 you know that's <laughs> <laughs> a classic classic I met an old lion one time who licked me and turned my hands into diamonds. 
Uh, you talk to him? Yeah, he talk. He talk of that. Yeah, that was yeah, cool, he talk man. of that. That was cool. That was cool. Uh, so, so just things and stuff. That's all. And you're doing good. You're not mad at us. There wasn't a trick. Like, uh, no, no. You, you, you're on the right path. But you need to follow with the path. Is there any sort of like cool like dead guy thing you can do to where like if I'm real sad and then I can talk to you and then you can answer me back? Or is this going to be one of those things where, like, much like Stoke Tom Delaney, you point right at my squawk box and say, I'll always be right here. Is it going to be one of those situations? Or can you make me some sort of, you know, living dead walkie-talkie? <laughs> it, don't, it don't really work like that. Uh, you know, not to be melodramatic, but, uh, you know, you, you know, you know to follow what you should follow. You know what's inside. Are you just going to be here forever? Like, if I come back here, are you going to be, I can just come back down the hole? Or is this kind of like a, what's in a, like a, you know. Because, I mean, if you are going to stay here, um, like, you know, I was your best friend. Or at least I think I was your best friend. You were my best friend, for sure. Um, I love the songs. I thought the songs were really cool. The Stoats, very scary. So maybe, like, sing a little quieter. Because Stoats, man, they got coyotes just freaking left of him jam tooth to the right here I am you know stuck in the middle with you you know what I mean <laughs> yeah no so I I always be here I be here for as long as I need to be here but you know here here don't always be here you know so here's where it needs to be for now I feel like did a lot of ayahuasca right before he died man he was some crazy stuff alright man listen you're a root I guess right now I'm a trunk, and that's more. It's like a limb, Lola can like a leaf. Oh no, Lola, Lola is the, is not a, a leaf. Lola is a seed. Uh, totally, 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 totally. All right, man, can I give you like a hug, or is there some sort of like a? Is, I'm again, not sure this is really happening, but uh, if I convince myself enough. Bring it in for the real thing, Jamtooth. All right, you get a warm embrace from your old friend Jamtooth. He is the right size. You could feel his undersized his undersized armor and his undersized helmet drooping down. And then you awake on the ground with a giant indent uh, around you. <laughs> oh, man. I, I was trying to process how sad I am. Oh man! So you are yes, you you are currently on the surface, and you uh you awake in a misty morning in in Ferrith. And as you open your eyes to try to take in kind of the scenario around you, you see the poop's pride flying with a massive balloon, hoisting it up into the air, flying directly overhead. That's something. That's uh, should probably signal. Or and he rolls over and just starts violently digging. In the days and weeks following his encounter with Jamtooth in the Whispering Caverns, it was difficult to really get a good grip on how much Ezra believed he had actually experienced what he felt, or whether he thought it was all the side effects of receiving exceptional amount of blood force trauma to his entire body. There were gods in the ground, long dead, but 
As Jamtooth was demonstrating, death is not a cage that holds all beings equally. For whatever reason, their shared focus had turned in the direction of the brute force. Or whatever focus dead gods can turn. This is the type of information that would make anyone very, very nervous. So I suppose it's lucky for them that Ezra found out. Well, anyway, join us here next time as the brute force reassembles and makes final descent toward the Snowbroth Valley. With any luck, I will not have spent the entire day getting rotten vegetables thrown at me in the streets. So, anyway, you know, you know what I'm about to say. Tip your Minotaur bartenders, but specifically you, Philip. Big tip today. And also, if you purchase another one of those goddamn Bloody Marys and then shake your celery at me menacingly, I will come unglued. Watch me, Philip. Watch me. And I will see the rest of you here next time at the Gilded Ram, Grog House and Tea Room. Not a joke, Philip. I'll come at you like a goddamn spider monkey. You just watch me. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a heck of an episode. We learned a lot about each other, about our fears, about our hopes. About stoats in general. They're a great animal, you know? Hmm. I've never actually seen one in person. I assume they're friendly. <laughs> I believe... <laughs> I don't know I believe about that's that. the sound a stoat makes. So you may have one visit yeah. soon. Hey, speaking of stoats, you know what stoats love to hoard? Uh, acorns. Uh, bits of mm. string. Uh, uh, leather. Apple cores. Mm. Patreon money. Yes. That's what stoats Ooh. love the most. And just like stoat Ted Delaney, Todd, Tim, Tom Delaney says, if you see a stoat in need, there you go. So why don't you head over to Patreon? It's a stoat in need of some attention. Uh, yeah, so patreon.com slash brute force. Head on over there. Uh, if you like the show and you want to support the show in any way, shape, or form, hey, you know, what's a dollar? What's a couple dollars a month for the, the great stoat-based content that you receive on a bi-weekly basis here with Brute Force? Yeah, we're using the money for all sorts of things. We are... Uh helping john he's he's got a project where he's trying to you know grow some hair so we're throwing all sorts of money at, at research for for male pattern baldness and you know one day mm. you know we will find a cure uh the majority of the money that we are spending on 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 male pattern baldness uh, is actually a a sub study where we figure out whether or not beer can cure male pattern baldness specifically by buying beer for john um so far not great but, you know, hey, every dollar helps, it's true. right? That's true. Just like Sarah McLaughlin always says, the arms of an angel, you know? Your beer will cure your baldness. That's the second line to that song. A lot of people don't know that. Hey, uh, it, while you're out there throwing money at, at the Patreon, which, hey, good job at that, uh, why don't you go run on over to iTunes or Stitcher or basically anywhere that you enjoy listening to your podcast and throw us a review. Uh, reviews are great. We like them. It makes us feel good about ourselves. Uh, we read uh, some real great reviews lately, including this one by Zer's Old Man Finger, uh, who said, love for Jasper. 
I never was really interested in playing a bard, but when you introduced Jasper as a bard storyteller, it made me really excited to try it. I love a story and you all keep me laughing every day. Thank you for sharing your talents. Well, you're welcome. And, and frankly, uh, the storyteller bard is something that I have rolled out on a considerable amount of, uh, of bard plays in, in my uh, recent past. Because a lot of times when you play a bard, your DM will be a jackass and try to tell you that you need to sing songs at the table. And I don't want to do that because nobody wants to sing songs uh, without being prepared for it. Except for that. <laughs> and so and so that's why I created the storytelling bard, because sometimes you just want to tell stories and tell stories until the point where people pass out from vicious mockery. And then sometimes, you know, you just catch the spirit and you got to sing. And sometimes your songs resonate with other people like uh, a chocolate filled pretzel says, I listen to the dream song several times a week. Great characters, great world building, just super fun all around. I love the podcast. Thanks, Chocolate Covered. Wow. Nope. Covered is what we would expect it to be. Thank you. A chocolate-filled pretzel. I have never had a chocolate-filled pretzel in my life. Sounds delightful. I have had a, a soft pretzel filled with peanut butter and jelly. And that was great, too. Well. Anyway, I, I digress. Everyone, uh, remember, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. See you next time on Pie Later. The podcast. Pie Later. About hams. Pie Later. Pie you later. Crush you on the flip side. That's it. Ham. <laughs>